0: The following audio presentation features mention of graphic imagery and self-harm. Listener discretion is advised. Oh my god!
1: (laughs) I've spent more than a decade since that day as a police officer. Since then, I have never seen anything that has stayed with me the way that he has. The sight of this young man huddled up on the bathroom floor with blood and water mingling all around him, crying and begging to be forgiven. This voice still haunts me, you know, even to this day. Sometimes when I come across young people in the cases I work, I... I always so think sorry. back to that image of Aaron Wong. I didn't so. He sounded so alone. So helpless. So and I.
2: You have to
1: me. I just couldn't help but feel the same way.
0: Dark, a brand new horror audio drama podcast brought to you by Mediacorp. In our previous episode, Inspector Sonia Chan had just been assigned to the case of Aaron Wong. Aaron presents with strange marks on his body, but refuses to divulge how he got them, or explain the strange behaviour he displayed on camera. With Sonia growing increasingly desperate to help the poor boy, she will soon discover that what he needs is truly out of this realm.
2: (sighs) Okay, he's sleeping now. I locked the door already. I put the cabinet in front of it. And I make sure the window is shut.
1: So the whole morning you really didn't hear anything?
2: No, nothing at all. I mean that... uh, There was no sound coming from his room at all. I didn't see anything strange. Don't you think I would have noticed? With all
3: due respect, Mr. Wong, all of this, the CCTV, the injuries, and you not seeing or hearing anything, I think it points to issues with Aaron's mental state. You think? Sir, we should probably call an ambulance. Get him to the hospital, Aaron will be much safer there. And what? Get him locked up in a mental institution, is it? Sir, if you're not
2: comfortable with that... Yeah, I'm not! Look, I have a
0: family doctor.
2: I'll get him to come over here later, okay?
1: Could you maybe move out of this house temporarily while we try and investigate further? Maybe stay somewhere else for a few days.
2: Hey, you mean like a hotel? Ah? Uh,
1: Yeah, like a hotel.
2: And how long you want me to stay at the hotel? Huh? A week? A month? Uh, you're going to reimburse my hotel stay, is it?
1: Mr Wong, because of all that's been happening, getting out of this house could be good for Aaron. You know, give him a new environment, change of- You
3: are here to help my boy, not give me stupid suggestions, alright? Sir. We are trying to solve this case the best we can. It's just that we need to be realistic. And right now, all the signs are pointing to this being self-inflicted. You... You really think so? Given everything that's happened, and all the evidence that we've gathered, that appears to be the best explanation that we have.
0: Officers! i ask you one. Do you have children? Uh well... Because if any of you did, you would understand your children are the most important. Sir... And as a parent, you would do everything that you can to help them. Especially in situations where they need you. Do you understand?
3: Yes, yeah, sir. We understand.
0: This is my job as a parent. To be there for Aaron instead of throwing him into some mental institution. But if... If it really does go in the direction that you think this is hidden... And if you've exhausted every single possibility and every single lead instead of coming up with some half baked theory uh, that you cook up overnight, then you come back to me with this. Until then, I suggest you officers do your job as well. Uh,
3: Understood, sir. We'll do our best to resolve the case as soon as possible.
1: JJ, I really think we should start to... What the
3: heck was that? Excuse me? You crossed the line today, Chan. I told you, we were just going to deliver the news. But no, you insisted on speaking to Aaron. We could always try a different approach. I used to work at a counseling center.
1: But but I did. It was a counseling center for women. I studied social work. You're
3: not a social worker anymore, John.
1: Look, it was a good thing that I went to speak to Aaron or we wouldn't have found him like that. J.J., what I saw in the bedroom, there's something more to this. Maybe Robert is hiding something. Otherwise, why wouldn't he take his How son to the How do you know,
3: hus- huh? How do you know?
1: I, it, It's instinct.
3: <laughs> instinct? What instinct, John? You're barely out of the academy. You mean, you have kids or something? Uh. uh- Look, this is a family issue, alright? Just a case between father and son. Nothing more, nothing less. We deliver what we know. We continue to give the facts. And if Aaron continues like this, Mr. Wong will have to eventually seek professional help. Doctors, therapists, psychiatrists. Not us. But there's nothing wrong with Aaron. He is not our case. JJ, I think Aaron is in trouble. You're not listening. Mr. Wong is our case. Do you understand? He called the police. Not his son.
1: But... But he's asking us to exhaust our options, to investigate. John,
3: we have a ton of other cases back at the station, and we can't just spend our time worrying about some petty family dispute. This is open and shut. The boy is pressured, stressed by A-levels, his overbearing father. He's just doing this to seek attention. But JJ, I
1: really do think... ah,
3: ah, ah. ah. Enough. Enough. I outrank you. And that means I make the final call. Do you understand? Chad.
1: Yes. Yes. Good. So, that was that for JJ, I guess. We got back to the station tended to our other cases and just went about the day like nothing was wrong. But I, I couldn't let it go, you know? I just couldn't stop picturing the sight of Aaron in his bathroom. So at that point, there was really only one thing left for me to do. Yeah, this is Wong and Ying Trading. Yeah, I saw your website. So I started looking into Mr Wong's background. Prominent businessman, plenty of success locally and abroad. Fairly routine stuff so far. So you guys handle commercial shipping, right? Uh, I, uh, I represent a company. And then I started to dig into the connections. Key deals, key players people he might have screwed over before or people who could possibly want to hurt his son. We are exploring our shipping options right now and um, I I just want to find out more about your company to see if we can work together. Through some digging, I found that Mr. Wong made his fortune as one of the pioneers in e-commerce and shipping. Remember that this was back in the days when online shopping was only just taking off. So, you can imagine how big of a deal it was. Okay, so it's just your bosses, Mr. Wong, and... And then soon enough, I come across his business partner, a man by the name of Mr. Kerry Ying. Oh, I see. But not anymore. Oh, Mr. Ying left the company. Last year. Uh, are uh, Are you able to share why? We had a lead. So it turns out Carrie Ying and Robert Wong had been best friends ever since university. Robert had the idea, Carrie had the funds. And a few years after graduating, they both left their jobs in bigger companies to form their startup. The company thrived, and their success would go on for a while until the year before. All of a sudden, it appears that they had some kind of a falling out. It started with rumors. Then, Kerry was removed from the board. And eventually, Wong and Ying Trading made an announcement. Mr. Kerry Ying had officially resigned from the company. 2...65... Uh, I guess this is it. Hello? Is anyone at home? From the surroundings alone, it was probably safe to assume that Ying hadn't left on gracious terms. The paint outside his apartment was peeling, cockroaches were running about, Flyers and letters were squished in the bottom gap of the door. Hello? I mean, the place just looked deserted. I was standing there like an idiot for a good 15 minutes and no one came to the door. At that point, I thought, great, dead end. What a complete waste of time. But just before I left... A few of the letters under the door caught my eye. Most of it were bills, debt notices from different banks. Except for one that was addressed to a Miss Nicole Ying. You know, as an investigator, mm. I find it really annoying how easy it is to find someone online these days especially a teenager I mean, back in those days, you actually had to work for your information pull public records, check the police database, go through newspaper archives, but with Miss Nicole Ying I guess you could say her presence was unusually well-documented for the time. She had a couple of websites dedicated just for her. How smart she was, how pretty she was. Tons of photos. She definitely had fans. Mm. Then there was her own personal blog, where she mostly posted these short little happy passages about teenage things and what she did in school. Her CCA, her studies, what university she wants to go to, the friends she hangs out with. It was practically a gold mine. But the thing about that was, it all just suddenly stopped. Right at the start of the school year in January. No more posts. No more upbeat writings. It just ends. Which is weird, right? Like, one day you have this happy, cheerful girl full of life and ambition. And the next day, it was like she just disappeared. Now in most cases, I would have just dropped this and moved on to something else. I mean, her parents probably wanted her to spend more time studying or something. I don't know. But what kept me on her blog was her last post. Really cryptic stuff. A couple of lines where she mentioned something about her best friend and his parents and that she had to, in her own words, write a... Hi, Mrs. Wong, hello. Hey, speak louder, Ken. The intercom uh, got problem, ah. Uh? Mrs. Wong. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I can hear you now. Ah, uh, who is this? Hi, Mrs. Wong. Uh, this is uh Officer Sonia Chan from the station. Huh? Sonia Chan. From a few nights ago. Oh, okay, okay. I remember, I remember. Oh, you are the one that complained about the smell, right? Uh, yes, Mrs. Wong. Hey, sorry, ah, uh, my husband went out leh. Oh, oh, that's fine. I actually came around to see if I could ask Aaron a couple of questions. Is it okay if I come in? Uh, I think it's better if Robert was here. Look, I won't be here for long. I just have some leads about Aaron's case and I was looking to confirm them with him. I'll be done in less than 30 minutes. Um, I don't know. Eh. Mrs Wong, if I could have your cooperation, it would really help speed up our investigation. Uh, okay, la, okay. La. Mm. Aaron's room. Remember, ah, thirty minutes, chop chop. I'll be downstairs, huh? Okay, thanks, Mrs. Wong. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Aaron. You in there? It's Officer Chan from the other day. Is it okay if I come in to ask you a few questions? Aaron, I'm coming in. Okay. Oh, there you are. How have you been? Are you okay? You know, all of us have been really worried for you, and your mom said that-
2: She's not my mom.
1: Oh, you mean Charlene? Well, (laughs) I mean, she's nice, right?
2: She doesn't have a clue.
1: About what?
2: About anything. All she cares about is her stupid exercise, her stupid workout classes.
1: Oh, Aaron, I'm sure she cares for you, like your dad...
2: He's even worse. All he cares about is his face, his image. They don't get it.
1: Get what?
2: It's not all about material things. These are just superficial. They will all come to an end.
1: What are you talking about?
2: (sighs) Nothing. It's all pointless anyway.
1: Okay... Um, anyway, is it okay if I ask you some questions? Do you happen to know someone by the name of Nicole Ying? You and Nicole study in the same school, right? And your parents were business partners? I'm sure you two know each other. Erin, you know I can't help you if you're not willing to cooperate. If Nicole is somehow involved with what's been happening to you, you need to tell me, Okay.
2: Why? It's not like anyone even cares.
1: Aaron, you know that's not true. Did something happen between the two of you? Okay, look. I remember you saying that you were sorry. Were you sorry for Nicole? Did you do something to her? (sighs) That smell again. How do you guys deal with...
2: He used to go there all the time. It was... (laughs) where we hung out every time our fathers fought.
1: Wait. What are you talking about? Where? Aaron?
2: Promise me, you won't tell anyone about it.
1: He led me down the stairs, past Mrs. Wong working out in her room, and out the side of the house. From there, Aaron escorted me towards a small path still within the compound of the mansion, but leading away to a different section of the forest. I think we might have missed it the last time me and JJ looked around the house. Stay close. Even in the daytime, I remember thinking how weird the forest felt. Like it was... heavy, you know? We continued on the path for about five minutes, and the trees around us felt like they were pressing in more and more and more. And if you thought that was bad, the smell got even worse. I nearly threw up were it not for the fact that it actually started to clear up. As we got deeper and deeper into the forest, the smell became sweeter. It wasn't pungent or foul anymore. In fact, it even started to smell like perfume. And then, all of a sudden, the trees open up and we're met with this small clearing where there was a single big banana tree right there in the middle. It was honestly quite beautiful. Leaves fanning out over the top, blooming flowers, big bananas about to ripen. It was unlike anything I had ever seen. Well, certainly not in that part of the forest anyway. So, naturally, I start to approach the tree, right? I'm still soaking in the whole thing. It's like we've been transported to Narnia or something. The smells get more and more fragrant. But then, as I got nearer this, I guess, strange... Sadness starts to wash over me. I, I, I really don't know how to explain it. It was as though the tree itself was crying, and I could somehow feel its pain. A couple seconds later, I reach out to touch its trunk, and I notice some sap oozing from the bark. And when I turned around, Aaron was still standing at the head of the clearing. Watching me.
2: Put it on your face.
1: What? Why?
2: Rub the sap on your eyes.
1: Come on, Aaron. You're kidding, right? I'm not. Alright, Aaron. This is really nice and all, but...
2: I'll tell you about Nicole. But only after you rub the sap on your eyes.
1: <sighs> okay. Okay, fine. I'll do it. <sighs> this is... Ugh, this better not be some elaborate prank.
2: Nicole and I hung out here. Our whole lives. We would play catch, we would do our homework under the shade, we would write our essays here and bounce ideas off each other. We would hide here as our parents were talking business. And then later, as they started arguing...
1: So, you were her best friend. The one that she wrote about on her blog.
2: I told her to take down the post.
1: Erin, what happened to her? At this point, he started to clam up again. For a good half a minute, he was just standing there with this blank look in his eyes. His gaze directed up towards the leaves of the tree. The ripening bananas.
0: I...
2: She... We played around this tree a lot, you know. Stupid things like throwing fruits and climbing the branches. One time she smudged some of the sap in my face and I did the same to her. (laughs) Erin? She's... She's not here anymore. It's getting late. We better go. My father will be back soon.
3: Hey John, there you are. Where did you go all day?
1: Oh, uh, I I was working on a report.
3: Oh yeah? Which case?
1: The stolen laptop from last week.
3: Wait, we had leads on that?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm trying to look at it from a different angle.
3: Oh, okay. Can you show me the file?
1: It's not complete yet. Uh, I'm still trying to piece together some things, and the file is in a a huge mess, you know? Someone also reported his wallet stolen in the area recently, so... I'm just... putting together the information. Yeah.
3: Okay. So... We got like a serial thief or something? Yeah!
1: Maybe! That's why I gotta look into it. Make sure we connect the right dots and everything, right?
3: (laughs) Right. Uh, okay... Yeah, just just be sure to show it to me once you're done.
1: Oh, I mean you don't
3: have to Just get it to me, all right? I know how this place works. I don't want to have to clean up your mess, John.
1: Oh okay. Sure thing. Thanks, JJ.
3: Good. Like Mr. Wong says, right? We all got to do our jobs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We were both off duty that evening, but while JJ and some other colleagues went out for drinks, I had some other plans. I couldn't get Nicole Ying out of my mind. I knew she was a part of this. She had to be. It felt like I had the pieces of the puzzle, but I just... I, I didn't know what the full picture was yet. And so on that evening, I returned again to the Wong Mansion. This time, though, things seemed different. The lights from the mansion had been completely turned off, and under the pale glow of the moonlight, the house looked even more secluded than it already was. But aside from that, what struck me was the complete and utter silence. No hum of any electricity, no swaying of branches, not even the insects chirping. And their dog was nowhere to be seen. Something was definitely wrong. Come on, come on. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. Come on. Mr. Wong? Mrs. Wong? Uh, come on, come on. Come on. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Screw this. Okay. You can do this, Sonia. You can do this. Just like training. Okay. Please be okay. Please be okay. Mr. Wong! Mrs. Wong! Erin! Mr. Wong! (coughs) Erin! The smell was back. That horrid mixture of flowery scent and rotting meat hanging like a cloud, enveloping the entire house. And then I. I saw her. A woman standing on the stairs as though she was coming down from the upper floor. I mean, I say woman because that's what she looked like, but I. I don't think she was entirely. She. She was not human. covered in this billowing white dress. Her skin was pale, glassy, and she had long, straight hair that flowed down the length of her body, down to her feet, which didn't touch the floor. What the... And behind her was Aaron. He looked dazed. No crying this time, no tears. He was just staring at her mesmerized, as though he wasn't fully aware or fully present. Aaron! Get away from her! Aaron! I tried calling out for him, but it was no use. It was then that I realized that she was looking right at me. Her eyes a bloody angry red Veins spreading out from the sockets all the way across her face. A spider web across her pale porcelain skin. Anna! Get away! And that was when it started to click. The smell. The tree. The sap. And the cold.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of After Dark. New episodes will be released every other Friday at 10pm, and you can follow the podcast on the Me Listen app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Episode 5, The Tree, was produced and directed by Danny Cordy. Screenplay was written by Carl Gahn. Editing and sound design by Danny Cordy with mixing by David Chu, and assistance by Gareth Fernandez, Gabby Peng, and Nandaraja by Ravan. The overall story takes influence from the Wattpad story Stillborn, The Legend of Pontianak, as written by Dr. Elmi Zokarnain Osman. The cast for episode 5 features Rachel Chin as Sonia, Adam Toon Ong as JJ, Vester Ong as Robert Wong, Tan Shan as Charlene Wong, and Bright Ong as Aaron Wong. Finally, The After Dark Podcast is an original MediaCorp production developed in partnership with Wattpad Studios and recorded at IMDA Pixel. Your executive producers are Barry Toh and Sapna Angharal from MediaCorp and Erin Levitz, Eric Lerman and Dexter Rong from Wattpad. Reproduction of any material associated with the podcast is strictly prohibited without the express written consent of MediaCorp. We hope to see you again as we continue the story in the next episode of After Dark.